Well, good morning, Casey City Church. Good to be here. Good to be here worshiping God. You know, I uh, I know this message this morning is for someone because I've been so compelled to bring it. I was meant to um, minister last Sunday, and I'm trying to keep him beat. And I meant to minister last no last last Sunday. And, and when the program was changed, I thought I'd change my message. I had this message all ready and prepared. And I thought I'd change my message. And all week I've been trying to, to think of something different. What, Lord, what, what else do you want me to say? And, and I, I don't know whether it was actually on TV or whether it was a dream that I had. But, and in the dream, or whether it was on TV, the dream would have been a dream about the TV. And then in that TV I saw a metronome. And it's the first time I've ever seen a metronome advertised on TV. And so I thought, well, God, obviously you want me to speak about the metronome. For those of you who don't know what a metronome is, here's one. Very irritating. I'm not going to leave it on all service, don't worry. I just thought I'd let you know what it was. And it's, musicians use this all the time to, to get the, the right beat and to make sure that people keep in time. You sick of it now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> metronome. You know, um, God is so good. He's such an awesome saviour. And um, a metronome is this device that, 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 that produces a, a click an alternating click, and it's an audible click, and it helps people to keep in time. He usually talks about beats per minute. And um, as, I, as I thought about that, we've gone through so much over the last two years, and I'm sick of hearing about the pandemic. I'm sick of hearing about vaccines. I'm sick of hearing about mandates. I'm just sick and tired of hearing about it. We've gone through so much, and, and it, I'm, I'm just over it all, and I'm sure every one of us is over it all. But you know what? And sometimes we get so aggravated by the things that are happening around us that we are tempted to do things out of step with God. And I've heard so many... This message this morning is not going to be a revelation to anybody. But I believe it's going to be for somebody in particular. Somebody that needs to hear about it. And it may be more than one person. Whether you're here or whether you're online, whoever is hearing this message, it's for you. Because I believe God's got something to say about keeping in time with him and making sure we don't step out of time with God. Ephesians 5.14 says, Awake, sleeping ones, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. You know, I've spoken before about being awake and alert and making sure that you're aware of what's going on around you, about you and, and making sure that we, we are, uh, understand the, the signs of the time. We don't race ahead of God, but we also don't fall behind God. One of the dangers that as Christians we can sometimes face is that we become so frustrated with God. Anybody being frustrated with God? I'm sure if we were all honest with ourselves, every one of us would put our hands up. Because you know what? God doesn't march the beat of your metronome. He marches to the beat of his metronome. I wonder whether as Christians we've, we're saying, you know, Lord, it's about time you did something. You've let this go on far too long. This, this pandemic, this, this vaccine mandate, it's gone on for, t- for too long, Lord. Step in and do something about it. 
But we cannot and we must not fall into the trap of racing ahead of God. Because God's got it in the palm of his hands. He knows exactly what's going on. And you know what? There's been so many prayers gone up to God. We've Globally, not just in Australia, not just in this church, but globally, people have prayed about, Lord, you know, just step in. And, and let me just say this. Before you prayed, the answer was on the way. And I can guarantee that, not because, I, not because I said so, but I guarantee that on the Word of God. Before you pray, the answer was on the way. Galatians 4 and 4 says, But when the fullness of the time... i to put that on. That's better. But when the fullness of the time came... I wonder why it was all blurry. I couldn't understand that. Um, when the fullness of time came, God sent forth His Son coming into being out of the woman, coming, having come under law. You know, we're coming into this time now of Christmas. God sent forth his son. This is, a, this is an exciting time. And you know what? This pandemic and these mandates, they've caused some people to actually get very despondent about this time of year right now. But you know what? This is a celebration. And as we commemorate, as we remember the fact that God sent forth his son in the fullness of time. And that, was, that fullness of time means at the time appointed by God, at the pre-approved time, not before, not late. It was the exact time. It wasn't necessarily December the 24th, 25th. <laughs> One of those days. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that particular day. But at the appointed time when God approved it, when God said it to, had to happen. You know, God's not an opportunist. He's not waiting around for the appropriate time to come around. He's not waiting for it just to happen, uh, for a, a, a favourable circumstance to pop up and say, whoops, I can get in there. No, he's not. But God is all about timing. It's all about timing. And there's nothing worse watching, than watching a, a, um, a military regiment March out of time. You know, when you see them, and I don't, you know, you watch some of these things and when they talk about career and, and, and you watch all these, they're, they're marching um, guys, armies, and, and they're all, they're, they're, their feet are all exactly the same. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. They're all exactly in tune or in time with each other. Well, what about a band? <laughs> you know, we, we had the, a worship team this morning and they, he led us in an awesome praise and worship. And, but each one of them was in time. They were all in, in perfect time. They weren't one ahead of the other one. One wasn't singing three lines ahead of the other person. They were all in time. What about a marching band? Put it together. Man, that's even worse. That's even harder to do. You know, our school in, in, in South Africa, Mansfield High School, we had an awesome marching band. I've probably mentioned it here before. Um, certainly mentioned it at Connect Group. Uh, our, our, our marching band at school was, was phenomenal. We, used to, we won year after year after year after year. And you'd, and you'd, and you'd watch them. And I went to one of, the, one of the presentations that they had, one of the competitions, and, and all the other schools would play. And, 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 you'd, and they were great. They would play and then they would march, you know, like the military tattoo. They would, they'd march around and they'd uh, interweave and all that sort of stuff. And, and they were great. They were fantastic. And then, and then Mansfield High School got up and the, the very first beat that they did, you just knew that something, something happened. There was just a, 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 a synchronisation there that, that was phenomenal and you, it just resonated with so many people. They were so much in tune and in, and in time. And you and I need to be in time with God. 
You and I need to make sure that we don't race ahead of God. You and I need to make sure because God's got a plan for your life. God's got a plan for each one of us. And, and we need to march the beat of God's metronome, not our own. Because timing is everything. Timing is everything. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not a mechanic by any stretch of the imagination. I know how to change a tyre. I know how to put water in the radiator. Back in the old days, I know how, knew how to check the, the, the water levels in the battery. Uh, I could change my oil now and again. I knew how to do that. But anything, anything beyond that, I didn't know how to do. And it's certainly different today because it's all computerised and it's all different. But our, our brother-in-law, when he was alive, he was a mechanic and he, he would service my car. He used to hate me because he, he thought I had the worst car in the world. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but he used to service the car and, and he taught me about timing. He said the timing on a car. And he showed me the timing light. And he showed me this little point on the, in the car, in the, in the motor, called top dead centre, that every time that light uh, blinked, it had to hit exactly the right spot at the right time. Timing was everything. And either the timing in the car had to be advanced or the timing in the car had to be retarded, but it needed to be right on, right on spot, right on exact time. Otherwise, you were either using too much petrol or you were burning too much oil or you were just not going anywhere. Timing had to be right. Timing is so important. Arriving at work. Man, anybody try to arrive at work late? <laughs> I work from home now, so, and even then it's a, it's a, it's a hassle to get to work on time. Uh, <laughs> the traffic is shocking. <laughs> Trace gets in my way all the time. And um, <laughs> timing, making sure that we, we, we do it right, we do exactly the right thing. Catching a plane. <laughs> I hate running down the, 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 the uh, what's it called? Gangway, whatever it is, trying to get to the plane in time. I hate rushing there. I always say to Trace, we need to get there at least an hour early. She hates it. Right? She hates me for saying we've got to be there. But I want to be there an hour early. I don't care if we sit down, have a coffee, read the paper, have a meal. I don't care. As long as we're there waiting for the plane. Yeah. When Tracy's father passed away, uh, the funeral was in Sydney. And I think I might have mentioned again some of the... You'll probably hear things that I've said before, sorry. Um, but um, the funeral was in Sydney, and so we went up a couple of days early and, uh, to prepare and get ready. And our boys, our three boys, were going to be um, part of the, the, the pallbearers. And uh, so they were working on the Friday. The funeral was on the Saturday. They were working on the Friday. And they said, well, come up after work and we'll make sure that we get the plane. And they, had, they were booked into the plane and, and it was all fantastic. We were up there waiting to hear that they were on the plane. Next minute we get a phone call and, and it's Brad. We're not going to make it. And we said, what do you mean? He said, well, the traffic is... And they were coming from out this way um, and they were still on the Monash and they said the traffic is just bumper to bumper. It was right in the middle of peak hour. They had to get across the other side of the city to get to the airport and um, they'd left themselves an hour or an hour and a half to get there, but the traffic was just horrendous and they couldn't get across. They said, we're not going to make it. So we said, yes, you will. Yes, you will. We just kept on praying, kept on praying. And, and uh, next moment we heard, we were on the plane. Right, we've made it. So when we started talking about it, we said, well, how did you get there? And Brad, you've got to know, you've got to know Brad. You've got to understand Brad to, to know what he's, the way he thinks. And Brad goes, well, there was cars everywhere. So all I did was I got in the, the, in the emergency lane and I just went straight through the emergency lane. <laughs> now, kids at home, don't try this, right? That's wrong. 
but he went all the way on the Monash, on the emergency lane, on the on the uh, the um, <laughs> uh, the airport, all the way out there on the in the emergency lane. There was cars that were hooting at him, and they, they were trying to block his path and stop him from going up the emergency lane. But he made it all the way through and got there and got there on time. Now I'm not I'm not advocating breaking the law. Don't get me wrong. But timing is everything. It's all about getting there on time and making sure that you catch the plane on time. Here's a scripture in Ecclesiastes. It says, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we know the scripture. It's an awesome scripture. Verses 1 to 8, it says this, To everything there is a season. You know what? Sometimes we think we're going through a hard time. It's only for a season. It's only for a season. God will bring you through it. Because you know what? Spring's just around the corner. Summer is almost there. It's just around the corner. For everything, there, for everything, there is a season. Everything, there is a season. And a time for every purpose under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pull up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, or in Ian's, in Ian's vernacular, a time to hug. <laughs> a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing when you can't do it. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. I think it's covered everything. I think everything is there. It's all there. God's covered everything. There's a time for every single thing that you can think of. There's a time for it and a purpose for it. And verse 11 says, he's made everything beautiful in his time. He's made everything, in his time, everything is beautiful. If it's out of his time, it's not so beautiful. But everything is beautiful in his time. And verse 17, there's a time there for every purpose and for every work. You know, God's timing is absolutely impeccable. He's got it worked out exactly to the exact second. If only we could learn to do the same as him. If only we could learn and understand what God, where God is going with, with certain things. Joseph had to wait for God's time. When he was, when he was just 17 years of old age, he got the dream. 17. And then he had to wait for, seven, for 13 years. He was 30, 30 when God brought it to pass. Now, we arrived in Australia when I was about, when I was about 16 and a half. Um, Roughly the age of Joseph. And then by the time I was 30, I, had, I was married, had three children, was, had bought a house in Endeavour Hills, and we were living in Endeavour Hills. And I think our youngest, eldest boy was starting to go to school by the time I was 30. Now, a lot can happen in 13 years. And I can imagine that Joseph's thinking to himself, what, what's going on, God? Yeah, I've had this dream and I've, I've, told my, I've told my brothers exactly what's going to happen and, and man, they've hated me for it, but, but I had to tell them and, and now all of a sudden, what's going on? But God had a time. God had, God had a perfect timing. And we're so, sometimes we're so um, uh, tempted to step out of time with God. And, you know, with, with Abraham and, and Sarah, Abraham got the promise when he was 75 years of age. 
And Sarah didn't conceive until she was 100. Until Joseph was, uh, Abraham was 100. So 25 years from the, from the promise to the fulfillment. And then they raced ahead of God and they thought, well, God's taking his time. We need to do something about this. And that's exactly how sometimes we get, you know, God, God's let this pandemic go on for just a bit too long. What can I do? What do I need to do about it? How can I, how can I step out of it? And, that, and that's when we get into trouble. That's when things begin to happen that shouldn't happen. And this, this morning, this message, uh, sorry, the message this morning is, is not about waiting years to see God, what, God, uh, what God's going to bring about in your life. I don't believe that we're going to have to wait for years. I think God's doing, God's speeding everything up. And I think over the next 12 months, you and I are going to see some amazing things that God's got prepared and planned. And he's had it prepared before, before the COVID ever struck Australia. And this next 12 months is going to be phenomenal. This next 12 months is going to be, is going to be out, of, out of our, our imagination. But you've got to wait for God's timing. You've got to make sure that you step in line with him. You've got to make sure that you're not racing ahead of God. So, you know what, God, I'll, 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 you're, not, you're not moving fast enough. Let me do something. Let me do this. That's what spending, you know, Pastor Larry's been talking about spending time in the secret place. That's what spending time in the secret place is all about. Understanding the, the heart of God, understanding the time. You know, I love that song, you know, I want to drink from your cup, uh, lean, lean against you and, and, and hear your heartbeat. But it's not just about learning God's heartbeat. It's about learning, uh, learning how God's, God's metronome is moving and that we can move in time with him. It's about getting in tune with God so that when God sways, we sway. And when God moves, we move. And when God sways, we sway. And when God moves, we move. That's what happens in the secret place. That's what happens when you get close to God. You begin, have you ever heard about mimicking, you know, you mirror the person that, that you want to try and attract and you mirror them and you do what they do and then they cross their arms, you cross your arms. And as we get close to God, we start to mirror the things that God does. We start to do things in time with him. We start to move in time with God. And that's what it's all about. That's what God wants us to do. Spend time with him. Begin to move to the march of his beat, of his metronome. Hallelujah. But you know what? Are you ready to move? If God moves now, are you ready to move? Because it's all, one, it's all well and good to say, yes, we'll move with God and we'll move in time with God, but we've got to be ready to move when God moves. We've got to be. That's what spending time in the secret place does. It gets you to the place where you are ready to move when God moves. And John, John chapter 5, verse 1 and 1 to 4, it says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And now there is a, a pool at the Sheep Gate at Jerusalem, which is called in Hebrew uh, Bethesda, Bethesda, sorry, Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of those who were sick, Blind, lame, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and troubled the water. Then whoever stepped in after the troubling of the water was made whole of whatever disease he had. It's, it's all about timing. It's all about being ready for, to move in God. You know what? It was no good being at home waiting for the phone call to come through and say this waters are starting to move because then it's too late. By the time you get down there, you've missed your chance. You, you've missed the moving. You've missed that point when God wants to do something. We need to be where God is. We need to move where God moves. 
And we sometimes question God. I have questioned many things about, over, my, over my life about what, how, what God is doing and how, what God has done and how he's done certain things. I still question God in certain circumstances. I question why my dad is still sitting in, in aged care, just vegetating in aged care, doing nothing. I'm questioning God. My dad has served God all his life. He loves the Lord. He wants to be with the Lord. And I question God, why is he still there? There are so many things that we question about God, but we've got to learn to move when God moves. Got to understand that God's got a perfect time for everything, and you and I will never know it until we get there. Maybe you want to ask God when you get there, but you know what? I don't think you'll have time to ask God when you get there. You'll be too busy worshipping. You'll be too busy, busy praying, praising him. You won't have time to ask God these, all these silly questions now that we've got now. Why did that arrive after I went through the drama? Why did the answer come after I suffered? If God had stepped in, it never would have happened. <laughs> you know, if you've been here, Lord, just two days earlier, Lazarus wouldn't have died. Just two days, Lord, that's all it would have taken. Just get here two days earlier and Lazarus wouldn't have died. We question God's timing. You know what, Lord, if you had stepped in just a little bit earlier, I maybe not, wouldn't have lost my job. If you had just stepped in a little bit earlier, Lord, we're so tempted to question the timing of God. And there are so many things that we can look at. There are so many things that we can, we can ask God about and say, Lord, what's going on? But oh, let's not, let's not move out of the timing of God. Be ready to move when God moves. You know, the scripture in, in, in Genesis talks about this. It says, and while he lingered, the angel laid a hold upon his hand. Genesis 19, 16. Uh, and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters and Jehovah being merciful to him. And they brought him forth and set him outside of the city. The situation here was desperate. The angels had come and they had arrived to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and, and it was time for them to leave the city. And, you know, sometimes we just allow, uh, the Bible says here, and while they lingered, while he lingered. And so often we, we, get, we get tempted to linger where, where we shouldn't linger. And God says we've got to move. And we're, we're so, we see the attraction of the world and the, and the distraction from the world. And we, we're tempted to just wait a little bit more. Just a couple more minutes, Lord. Have you ever done that? You know, you're waiting in the car for your wife. Just a couple, oh, sorry, or, or, your, or your husband. The other way around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just throw that in there. Or get <laughs> just a couple minutes more. I just need a couple more minutes. But we're going to be late. Just a couple more minutes. Family will sometimes cause us to miss the timing of God. You know, Luke says, Luke 9.61, and another said, Lord, I'll follow you. I want to follow you, Lord. But first allow me to take leave of those in my house. Let me, do, let me just get something organised first. Let me just clean the house up before I come. Let me just make the bed. Let me just uh, you know, vacuum the carpet. Let me just, Lord, let me just clean the house. Let me just get rid of the people that are in my house and then I'll come and follow you. Family can sometimes stop you from worshipping God, miss the timing of God. While they lingered, they had been living in Sodom and Gomorrah. They, were, they had been living there and, and they were... And they, they were distracted by the things that are around them. And they knew that God was going to destroy it. They knew God was, uh, they, the angels had come to destroy it. They knew, but they just lingered a little bit longer. 
Sometimes our inability to believe that God can will cause us to miss out on the, on the timing of God. You know, the scripture says in Acts 17 and 12, and hearing of the resurrection of the dead, some indeed mocked. Some said, yeah, 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 whatever. And sometimes, uh, you know, when we, when, when we talk about miracles, when we talk about things happening, sometimes we, we, we not necessarily mock it, but we say, well, you know what, uh, a little bit of doubt steps in. We know God can. We know God is, is omnipotent. We know God can do all things, but sometimes that, that doubt steps in and it causes us to miss out on God's moving. How many times have you been in a revival meeting? How many times have you been where, where God is moving and because of you, you, you question whether the person next to you is, is genuine or the person in front is genuine and you step and you sort of close in and you close yourself off to, to God's move. You miss out on what God's got for you. You miss out on the timing of God. Sometimes we just have to let ourselves go and throw ourselves into the arms of Jesus and say, Lord, just, just have your way. Just have your way, Lord. Pastor at CPR a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Larry mentioned about, <clears throat> suggested that we wake each morning um, with uh, expecting something new and something fresh from God. And that's so true. We need to wake up every morning expecting something new and something fresh. But you know what? Even something new, if it comes late, if, we, if it arrives too late, then we've missed out on God's timing and we've missed out on what God wants to do. It can amount to nothing. What about when you go and spend something, somebody gives you a gift and this gift is awesome and you get it today. But oh, if you had it yesterday, you, yesterday you spent $300 to get something fixed that if you had had the tool yesterday, you would have been able to fix it for nothing. Just a day late, something brand new, just a day late. And God wants to do something new in your life. But sometimes we just, we do, oh, oh Lord, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Can I, can I encourage us? Please don't presume upon God. Don't presume that God's going to wait for you. Don't presume that God's going to wait for you, the perfect time that you're, that you're doing stuff and when you're ready to move. The scripture says, don't boast about tomorrow for you don't know what the day may bring forth. You know, I used to, um, when I do, when I do um, funerals, it's one of the favourite scriptures I use not that it's a favourite in the sense of it's a funeral, so it's nothing exciting about it, but one of the, the scriptures I use is in James chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. And it says, Come now, those saying today or tomorrow we'll go into such a city and spend a year there and we will trade and we'll make a profit. You don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is but a vapour that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. What's your life? It's but a vapour. And you know what? This message is not about salvation, but that speaks so much about salvation. What is your life? Are you ready? Is, you know, maybe, this is, maybe there is someone here this morning, and I don't know everybody here, but maybe there's someone here this morning that needs to say, well, this is the time I need to make my calling and my election sure. This is the time that I need to give my heart to God. This is a time that I need to get more committed. Maybe you're online. Maybe you're, you're hearing this for the first time. Maybe this is the time that God is saying to you, yes, give your heart to me. Just put aside everything else and, and come forward and give your life to me. Have you accepted Christ as your saviour? Because tomorrow may be too late. Because it's all about moving in time with God. 
Now, this, our same brother-in-law, and I, you know, he used to say all the time, oh, yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll give my heart to God right at, you know, uh, at, the, at the last moment, just at the last moment when I, when I need to. I said, well, what about if you go around, if you happen to have a car accident and, and you're laying there, he goes, that's all right, I'll give my life to the Lord right at the last moment. Now, I don't know what his end, I don't, the, the last years of his life, I don't know how he lived those. I knew he started going back to church, <clears throat> so I don't know, and I can't say one way or the other. But I do know this, he passed away with a, uh, um, a blood clot, and it was instantaneous. It was, so he didn't have time. He didn't have time to give his heart to God. If, that, if that's what he was waiting for. And maybe he got it right with God before then. And I'm, I'm praying he had. But you know what? We don't know. God's got a perfect time for every one of us. When God told Naaman to, to go and dip seven times uh, into the, into the, in, the, in the river, then he'd be healed. Why seven times? I've got no idea. I have no idea. Why did you pick six times, God? Now, seven's a, a perfect number, but why didn't you pick six times? Why didn't five? Why didn't you just? Why couldn't you just go and, and, and dip in the in the in the river and come out clean? Why did it have to be seven times? I'm sure we've all got our, our our thoughts about that and our our ideas on why it was seven times, and we've heard other messages about why it was seven times. You know, and that's not what it's about this morning. It's about the timing of God. And if He had stopped at the sixth time, you know, this is all. This is a waste of time. I've, I've just dipped myself six times and I'm still exactly the same as I was when I came to you and asked you to, for healing. He would have missed, he would have missed the moving of God. He would have missed out. He had to march to the beat of God's metronome. The children of Israel going around the, you know, around the, the, the walls of Jericho. Once a day, and then on the seventh day, you've got to go around seven times. Man, that sounds ridiculous. It's a, have, you, have you seen the wall, God? It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty big, you know? And, and, and once is bad enough, but you want us to go around seven times? Can't we just do five or six or, or even just two would be great? Seven times. If they had gone around six times and everybody had lifted their voice like God asked them to and everybody had shouted like God asked them to, they would have missed out on what God wanted to do in their life. Those walls would not have fallen down because it was about God's timing and not theirs. They had to learn to march to the beat of God's metronome. If our timing is out, it could lead to disaster. We've got to move in time with God. The ten virgins, you know what? They, they, they knew, or ten of them knew. All ten of them knew exactly what was going on. They knew what they had to have. They knew they had to have their, 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 their lamps primed and ready. They knew exactly and filled with oil. They knew what they had to do. And so often we as Christians know what we have to do. We've heard scripture. We've heard message after message after message after message of what we need to do. But how many of us are ready and primed and ready to move when God moves? I was talking to somebody yesterday and, and they were saying, oh, you know, um, we're talking about how God changes the message right when you stand up to preach and God changes your message because I, I was talking about the fact that God had changed mine and <clears throat> I tried to change, I tried to change mine. And, um, and so often, and, and, the, and this guy said, well, you know what, uh, he heard a, a preacher who, who got up and stood up and as, he, as they stood up, God changed the message. 
and, and, the, and the head of, he had to preach what, what God showed him to preach and he preached it. And, and somebody knew the, the, the sermon title and what he was going to preach on afterwards. And the, what, during the, after the message, they had an altar call and this one guy came racing forward and he, he fell down at the altar and he, he gave his heart to God and he cried. And, and the person that knew what he was going to preach about said, why did you change your message? And he said, for that person, for that one person. And you know what? For one person, God will change it. For one person here, for one person online, God will change things for you. It's all about keeping in time with God. Getting ready, making sure your, oil is, your, your lamps are filled with oil. Luke 12, 37, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord will find watching when he comes. This is a, this is a salvation verse. You know? Blessed are those, those servants whom the Lord will find watching when he comes. But can you just indulge me a little bit? Let me just I get, use a bit of, a bit of a poetic license. Take it out of context just a little bit. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord will find watching when he comes to perform a miracle. You know, we pray for miracles. We ask God to step in. The Bible says, blessed are those whom the Lord will find watching when he comes to perform that miracle. Blessed are those whom the Lord will find watching when he comes to give you a divine visitation. Oh, Lord, I want to hear your voice. Lord, I want you to move. Lord, I want to just feel your presence. I want just a fresh touch of, of your spirit. I just want to feel you, God. Feel you, Lord. The Bible says, well, blessed are those that the Lord will find watching when he comes to give you that divine visitation. Have you ever sh shaken the hand of somebody and said, you know, how are you doing? And before they can answer, you go on to the next person. Oh, and how are you? And before they can answer, you go, and how are you? you do that, we just do that automatically. We don't wait for the answer. Blessed are the Lord when we pray. Let's wait for the answer. Let's watch. Blessed are those who wait watching for the Lord when he comes. Blessed are those who the Lord will find watching when he comes to, to meet the need in your life. Oh, you know what? Like I said, maybe you've been waiting for a long time for a need to be met in your life. Let me just say this. God has, God's going to meet that need in the next 12 months. We're going to see God meet needs left, right and centre. We're going to see God. And I, I don't know. Um, this, is not a, this is not a prophetic word. And maybe it is. But I think over the next 12 months, God's going to meet some, some dynamic needs in, in people's lives and, and we're, going to see, we're going to see some awesome miracles. But we need to be watching and waiting to make sure that we're there ready when God moves and gives us those needs and, and meets those needs and, and performs those miracles. Let's begin to march through the beat of God's metronome. Amen. Musicians, if you'd like to come, that'd be great. First Thessalonians chapter four, uh, five and verse five and six. It says this. It says, "You are all the sons of light and the sons of day. We are not of the night or of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as the rest do, but let us watch and be calm. Let us watch and be calm." And you know what? We've seen so many people living in fear, becoming anxious because they're not waiting for God to move. They're not ready to move with God. And the scripture here says, let's watch and be calm. 
And that's all we, if we're watching for God to move, if we're waiting to, be, to move in time with God, we will be calm. There'll be no anxiety. There'll, there'll be no fear. There'll be no drama in our lives. We'll be calmly waiting for God to move. Watch and be calm. Our readiness uh, for God to move will cause us to, to just to... And sometimes I was talking to someone the other day and I said, you know, I'm pretty laid back. And they said, yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> I just have this real this sense that God's in control. God knows, God knows exactly what he's doing. I, I, I can't understand it sometimes. We, we, we get so anxious. God knows exactly what he's doing. Man, if I could just learn to move in time with God. Can I encourage us this morning? This year is fast coming to a close. It's going to be Christmas before we know it. Just four weeks. I think it's four weeks away. Some people might even say, well, it's, you know, I can't wait for this year to be over. But let's determine that we are going to be ready to move when God moves. Let's spend that time in the secret place that will get us to the place where we are ready to move when God moves. That we're not just, we're not just, we're not anxious. We, we are waiting and calm because we know that, Lord, we're just waiting for you to move, God. We won't lag behind when God moves. But we certainly won't race ahead of him either. God is getting ready to do something brand new. Brand new. I know we've heard it so many times before. uh, But God is getting ready to do something brand new. Let's you and I begin to march to the beat of God's metronome. Amen. Let's begin to move the way he wants us to move when he wants us to move. Let's begin to sway when he sways. Oh, I just want to be able to sway with you, Lord. Close your eyes. Oh, I just sway with you, God. Can you, just presence, can you just feel his presence? Just sway with him as God begins to move. Oh, God, that I can move in your presence. Oh, hallelujah. Move in your time.